Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Wrath of Khan Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan one minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. And I'm Chris LaSalle. Welcome back, Chris. Hello again, Dave. Yours is the superior intellect. Oh, thank you. I'm flattered. (laughs) So we are talking about Minute 42, and this minute starts with, or continues with, uh, Joaquin saying, your superior intellect. And ends with Spock, there are two possibilities. Yes, sir. This, this, is, this is a, a classic minute. This is a good minute. If people are going to talk about Wrath of Khan and favorite minutes that they might have, mm. I, I think this would be one of them. I would think so, just for Khan's little speech. Yeah. His little speech. Sure. But let's... Uh, my first question. <clears throat> Joaquin says... Uh, You've, you know, uh, what was the, uh, you have proved, you have proved from the last minute yep. your superior intellect in this minute. Is superior intellect, superior intellect with capital letters? Um, Doesn't it sound like the way, the way they talk about it, they talk about it like, like it's a thing. Like it's a thing. Right. Not that they're just bragging about his right superior intellect. And is this, you know, bad Trekkie moment? <clears throat> Did, was superior intellect brought up was that from space seed um i don't know i i mean i've i know i've reviewed it a couple times but i probably have not listened to the dialogue enough to to know if they if they they must say something to that effect about you know because Chekhov says in the earlier minutes he's like you're a product of 20th century engineering and you know they must mention that he was in some way a product of that time you know a creation so so the reason I ask it is because you know they they talk about superior intellect and it definitely sounds like you know it's in all in caps to me and it's like they're talking about this thing right and there's a minute there's a minute later in this film where it gets referenced again yes uh, by you know by Kirk and uh Kirk wasn't in this scene so this how does how does Kirk know the superior intellect phrase all caps and it's capital letters yeah it's in it's possible that I think this may be a homework moment where we need to go back and watch that episode and answer this question. All right. Done. Homework. Space Seed watched in depth. Yep. Should have done this before started podcast. Yes. (laughs) Bad tricky moment. All right. Um, So you've uh, proved your superior intellect and defeated the plans of Admiral Kirk. I find that interesting that they've so quickly adjusted to the fact that he's Admiral Kirk. Yeah. You think they all would have tripped up a couple of times and said, oh, Captain Kirk or James Kirk, you know, but boom, they're right on it. Admiral Kirk. And it's, you know, someone actually mentioned, I think on the, on the Facebook today, and I call it the Facebook, I sound like my dad, on Facebook today, and um, that only Khan and Joaquim are the only two that speak. Or, well, or at least that we've noticed so far. Right. Now, I didn't want to be a jerk 
to our listeners. And of course it wouldn't be, but gently correcting, we just got out of a minute where we heard the navigator oh, that's say right. The navigator does say course to intercept ready, sir. You are no. correct. Right. So she, remember she had kind of an accent we couldn't yeah. place. and But it's it's almost like one of those blink and you miss it, right? Where you cough, cough and you miss it. You don't hear her say it. Right, yeah. And you don't see her say it, so it's very easy to miss. Um, and we don't know her name. Nope. <laughs> she's, she's, not a, she's not a credited character. Um, so, uh, so, yes, I think, yeah, Joaquin is the only one with the balls to say things to Khan and, or yes. talk to Khan. And when, he's, when he talks to Khan, he's always challenging him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and there'll be more of that coming up. Um, so he clearly, he is, uh, must be well respected you know, by Khan. Well, I think he's his right-hand man. So I think he's definitely the Spock to his Kirk, if you will. Like he's the, you know, opposite to, opposite. you know, you know, Kirk is all emotion and, you know, guns ablazing where Spock is logic and reason. Okay. And Khan is very much emotion and very much passion, as we see in this minute. And I think Joachim is sort of thinking about it logically in the sense of you've defeated this hated enemy of yours. You have this ship. You don't have to defeat him again by going after him. We are free. Let's get out of here. Dave, he tasks me. He does. He tasks me. And I shall have him. <laughs> I made the fist at the same time. <laughs> I shall have him. So how many times do you use that phrase at work? It's funny. Um, I actually used it the other day. Did you really? <laughs> yes, because my director, uh, I was looking for my director of IT, and she wasn't around. So I was like, she tasks me. She tasks me, and I shall have her. Where is she? I think I was. Uh, it's a great line. It's a great line. Oh, it's, it is. This whole His whole line is great. Um. Yeah, it's the way, I mean, the way Khan speaks, you know, he's, he has this, you know, um, there's a, a regalness to it, to, to the way he uses the English language, yeah. you know, and how many people really say tasks, right? But it comes off so natural. Yeah, right? You know, I can't say it without people looking at me like, come on, dude. <laughs> Who do you think you are, Khan? Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, love that line. Um, and then, of course, we get the, you know. Uh, his his trailer moment. Yep. What would what would have been uh, you know an Oscar clip moment had he been nominated? Should have been nominated. Should have been nominated. Uh, I guess it's the is it the Ahab speech? I, I don't know if it has a name, but I I would call it the Ahab speech. Yep. Oh yeah. And uh, uh, I, I have to do it because I love it so much. Yeah. Right. So. I'll chase him around the moons of Nibia and around Antares Maelstrom and round Perdition's flame before I give him up. I mean, it is a great line. And even from, you know, the original, the source, it's it's great as well. And, yeah. they, and they did such a good job of actually, you know, almost duplicating the line in the, you know, in this, in, in, in you know, deep space from equating it to someone who's on, you know, a ship on the ocean. Right. Yeah. It's a, so the original is, do you want to do the original? 
so uh, yeah, he says, I'll chase him round Good Hope and around the Horn and round the Norway Maelstrom, which we know is at Disney, and round Perdition's Flames before I give him up. Yeah. So that's Ahab talking about the white whale. Talking about the white whale, which right. we talked a little bit about offline. And, you know, I, I don't think I thought about it as much. You know, I knew that there were, you know, Moby Dick references and the quotes and the lines, which are all great. But having not really read the book and then you, you sort of mentioned it to me, I, I, I think that's when the light bulb went off, like uh, how, how, it's, how they two relate. Yeah. Kirk, Kirk is the white whale. Right, Kirk, Kirk is Moby Dick. Kirk, Kirk is the white whale. Yeah, and I just right. It it makes perfect sense. And what's interesting is you know, uh, uh, you know, Khan is clearly he's. I mean, he's he's quoting it for a reason, right? right? He's 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 acknowledging that Kirk is his Moby Dick. Yes. But do you, is he, is he self aware enough to? Do you think Khan's self aware enough to realize that he's also d- describing himself as? crazy obsessed ahab <laughs> you know because that's that ahab's character is he's obsessed with the whale and he's willing to you know go to the ends uh, of the earth and to beyond the, ends of the earth and, and kill him yeah. So, yeah and beyond right into perdition's flame uh rather than lose yeah and uh i just it's 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 the quintessential i think this is you know if you had any doubts about yeah <laughs> and this scene is perfectly set it up you know if you have any doubts like yeah why is Khan doing this i mean you know, sure, he got ditched, and now he's got a ship. He can just take off and right. be free. And they're like, oh, that's the perfect answer to <laughs> Joaquin's, you know, like, why are we doing this? It's like, oh, because he's obsessed he's with, insane. for revenge. And he's insane. Yeah. Do you think he's insane? I think there's a touch of insanity there. I mean, there is yeah. – I mean, like I was saying, like, Joaquin is looking at this logically, and he's thinking, like, we can go wherever we want. And I think there's a touch of madness there. In the sense that he will go wherever he needs to go. I mean, he basically saying, "I will go to Helen back, and I will, I will have him." I agree. I agree. It's oh, it's such. <laughs> I love the I love the way he delivers the line. I love the way the camera the camera pulls in on him as he's delivering the line. Well, he, and, uh, he delivers it like in one long breath, and like at the end, he's like, you know, he just gives it, you know, before I give him up, you know, like the last ounce of breath in him is, you know, the emphasis he puts on that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And then he kind of, he kind of, uh, he kind of, bring, you know, reels himself back in, I think. I think he realizes a little bit like, oh boy, I just. Well, I think he, yeah, the madness. I, I went a little nutty there because he has that little smile, like a little smile on his face that he just dropped this line and. I'm assuming he's smiling because he he's, he's imagining the getting that revenge right. that he's looking for, and then he you know darkens up a little bit and yeah. then kind of draws himself back up to prepare to alter course. So in that moment, I th- so I'm going to ask sort of uh, I'm going to explain my question and then sort of ask you the question. So he, his last line is after he collects himself, he says, "Prepare to alter course." We know from the last minute that his course was set to intercept the Enterprise. So they were already on their way to the Enterprise. I think I assumed, because, you know, we talked about time and how things can happen at the same time. And my thought was that the jamming was because Khan was in the vicinity of Regula 1 
and that okay. heat has already been there. Yeah. But this line now makes me further believe that he hasn't, that he was making a beeline for Kirk the entire way. And that think- now he's thinking, all, you know, how else could I mess with him? And, oh, I could go after Carol Marcus. And they obviously know what Genesis is so from Chekhov. Right. So they're heading to regular one. Oh, interesting. That's a, you know, I, I'm going to have to give you that because it's really, it's very unclear, right? You, we really don't know the sequence of events. We know, we know Khan does go to regular. Right. We just don't know when in the, in the movie. And uh, so you think he had just a change of plans there? Yeah, I think he changes plans midstream. I think he sort of, yeah, because they were already heading based on, you know, the navigator. She says, course to intercept Enterprise, ready. Right. So I... You know, they – I guess the timing is, is is this after they, you know, get the ship and – because that never plays out. Like we never – we never oh, yeah, see we those see series of events. Right. So does this the, – the, the, the novelization uh, lays these things out in, in a slightly different order. Yeah. And I think we talked about it um, during the city eel scene. Right. Um, <clears throat> that uh, – the interrogation of Terrell Ter- Ter- and Chekhov happens on the Reliant and not down on the planet. Right. Um, and I believe in that same sequence, this scene happens. Um, so in the novel, it's it's before they go to regular. Okay. So you may be you uh, you may have so nailed that, it. So that makes see that that makes sense. That's where he's saying prepare. He's make you know he's preparing to alter course. They're heading to Regula, so I guess that goes back to my question in all of this discussion: is was he really the one jamming the signal? Oh God, you're right. <laughs> could it have been Carol? Yep. Or could it have been David? Yeah, could yeah. I, you're right. This 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 theory. If we if we follow this 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 theory, then Khan hasn't been a regular yet. Yeah. Right. So there's no real way for him to. Assuming you can't really block something at the jam something at the source if you're not near the source. Um, uh, it's all very. It's a, I like it. I, I think I think that's a cool, a cool way to think about it. And then we go back to, was it Carol or David jamming it? I I like the David theory, and that was yeah. one of the the listeners came up with on the on right. The I, I'm starting to I'm starting to buy that a little bit. Yeah. David's pissed at Kirk yeah. and wants a little. A little FaceTime with Yeah, him. he gave he gave the order. He gave the order for the Reliant to go there. What a better way to get him to come and confront him. Oh, right. Yeah, that's true. Cool. Look at us. We're like rewriting the script. I know. They're probably like listening it. to this and going, that was not what we meant at all. <laughs> you idiots. Idiots. Um, okay, so I don't think – I mean as much as you know, we, we, we don't get, get enough Reliant time, right? Although this was very satisfying, the yes. Ahab speech. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, there's more Moby Dick to come. Yep. Um, oh, and I, you know, I guess one, so Khan's a smart guy. And so, you know, I have, I have favorite books and there's, everybody can, everybody can quote, you know, lines from their favorite books, right? right. I assume most can do that. And, you know, you have your Shakespeare nerds who can, you know, quote whole sonnets and soliloquies and all that jazz. And, uh, so so Khan clearly knows the story of Moby Dick and can quote it. And not only can he quote it, he can on the fly swap out 
Good Hope for the Moons of Nibia. Yep. And the Norway Maelstrom, which is a thing on Earth. Yep. That's a real thing uh, for the Antares Maelstrom. So he, he was able to pull in another maelstrom out of the galaxy yep. and swap it in for the Norway maelstrom. I, you know, it makes me wonder, like, did he just do that off off the cuff? Right. Yeah. Or, or had he, you know, in those fifteen years on said <laughs> Alpha Five, like, just been like filling in, you know, oh, I'm going to rewrite this book yeah. and just change all. <laughs> it's well, a space whale he, now. He had plenty of time. I mean, the book was on the Batney Bay. Yeah. So he had plenty of time to read that thing cover to cover many times. Right. So I don't know. I, I, and he has proved his superior intellect. <laughs> capital S, capital I. All right. So now we get back to my favorite, uh, my favorite examples of Uhura <laughs> failing to do her job. <laughs> and I swear, I, I don't, I know you said I, I've got a thing against Uhura. I don't. You got a beef. I got. I don't have a beef with her, but every time she's doing something, and it's, it's just not working. So now she's. Uh, now she just she's, gives. She no. just gives up. There's no use. There's no response. And you know what's funny is the way she gives up. So you know she clearly's got a, her 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 phrase and uh, space station ring one. Please come in, Doctor Marcus. Please respond. Yeah. This is enterprise, and then she just stops mid sentence. Yeah. This is enterprise. It's no use. There's no, There's no, no response. response. That's just a weird place to give up in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she's like, no, yeah. nothing. No, nothing? Like, you can't tell, with all this sophisticated equipment, you can't tell me anything. I know. It's great. It's, it's, as Spock would say, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. <laughs> and uh, I love Spock. He's just standing there. He's so patient because, like, you know, me right now, it, it's you know, nails on chalkboard listening to her say that phrase. She – I think the reason it bothers me, I think there's another scene coming up where she's doing that again, right? And it's just almost on a loop. She says it a lot. Right, yeah. In a later scene. And I'm just like, shut up. Stop saying that phrase. <laughs> uh, but Spock's just standing there, but no longer jammed. Or really he's asking a question, right? Yeah, no but longer no longer jammed. jammed. And she's like, no, sir. No, nothing. Hmm. Well, you know what that means. There are two possibilities. Two possibilities. Which, and as we know, Spock always says, there's always possibilities. There are possibilities. Um, so, I mean, that's the end of the minute, obviously, with, for what we get to as far as dialogue goes. But uh, when Spock Spock walks away from Uhura's station and walks across, across the bridge to Kirk to start talking about possibilities um you know we get to see get to see all sorts of fun stuff i love these i love these you know, we've talked about this before every time you get to see a nice wide shot of the bridge and bridge, get to yeah. peek at all the stations um there's the um the yellow dome yep at the at the top of the on the ceiling just above you know um yeah sulu and savik yep savik and there's that we were we were asking that what is what does savik do when she's not uh, when she's not being captain of the Enterprise, she's a navigator. The navigator. So that's interesting. Um, kind of answered that question. I didn't even have to do the homework. So yeah, Kirk, Kirk's back in the chair. Yeah. We're, all right. Yeah, that's that's a big moment, right? Is this first time in the chair in the movie? Yep. First time in the chair. Yeah, looks very comfortable. Um, but yeah, you know, you get to see everyone working and not paying attention to the scene at all, and. <laughs> You know, everyone's they're, got their back. To do that. Everyone's back is turned. To, I think you mentioned this offline about like how patient these people have to be. 
to, you know, Uhura's given her lines and Spock, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's all one continuous shot. So they're all, they're all just sort of doing their own thing. And, you know, I think I'd be like, oh man, is, is this scene over yet? I'm done standing here. I'm, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do here? Oh, so you're talking about the actors being patient. Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about the characters being patient because if it were me, wouldn't you want to be like totally nosy and just turn around and listen well, to the conversation? Well, the like, woman oh, from oh. Uh, behind Khan and uh, Joaquim from Last Minute was – she was totally nosy. Yeah, she turned right. around and like you know, looked at, looked at their conversation that they were having. Yeah. I'm surprised Savick didn't turn around. Yeah. So they're all very disciplined. I guess it's good training, yeah. right? Good Starfleet cadet training. Um, I do have to, we have to point out, uh, follow the clipboard. Uh, someone else has the clipboard yep. now. It's not the woman. The woman is walking across the view screen in front of the view screen with nothing in her hands. And the view screen has nothing on it. Right. So, which that's, I think that's fine. Right. Although weird, you don't see a star field. Well, wouldn't you be like, you know, it's like driving a car without a windshield. I feel like you need to see what you're coming into. <laughs> It's probably, if you really thought about the physics of it, and I was going to get totally nerdy, if you're flying around in space, there's probably not much to see. Yeah, probably not. Probably not? I don't know. I think it's just the effects guys forgot. Like, oh, crap, we should put something up there. Or at least if they're not looking at the star field, you know, put some tactical information up, right? Some Something. Put Here's what's going on. the Kobayashi Maru stuff. <laughs> just rerun their favorite yeah. failures of the Kobayashi <laughs> Hey, remember when you bombed at this? Let's watch this guy bomb. <laughs> Um, I do. So looking at the cadets again, I don't think, I think there's more cadets here than we've, we've named as, as we've gone along, but I would be, if I was the, to the right of the view screen, just to the right of the view screen, there's a cadet at a station. So he's, he's essentially at the front of the bridge. Yep. So the, the captain, the navigator, the helmsman, you know, anyone who's talking to the cap, everybody's pretty much... (laughs) They're looking to the front of the bridge. That means they're always going to be looking at the back of this guy's neck, you know, and would you feel totally, I would just think I'd be totally self-conscious because, you know, what if you're having that moment like, oh crap, I don't know. What's that light do on my station? I don't know what it's supposed to do. And everybody's watching me. I can feel them watching me. I wouldn't be, (laughs) I wouldn't be like making a mistake. I'd be like, are these pants making my ass look too big? (laughs) So you'd be worried for how you look. Yeah, with with Captain Kirk staring at you the whole time. Uh, that's funny. I'm just picturing, you know, Cadet Spock and Cadet Sulu. Do you think they all had those fears when they were young? <laughs> this is this suit make me look fat. Um, uh, you get a good look at the uh, at the uh, the helm and navigation station in this shot too. Yeah, I love these shots where you can see like new panels and like on Savick's side, you see the rainbow. Uh, you know, things and it's glowing back and forth and Sulu with his little dials and buttons and stuff. Right. What do you think those 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 dial things are? Do you think that's his, his X, Y, and Z axes? You know, so he knows oh, where could he be, is. Yeah. Little orientation. I just thought of that. I yeah, swear that, I didn't like research that. I yeah, just, that definitely I just could be. Up. I feel very smart all of a sudden. Yep, there's uh, no uh, no handle. I was just going to say the same thing. There's no handle. This has been, we were talking about this offline, right? The, um, in, in the reboot, when they go to warp for the first time and Sulu, you know, yep. take, it starts driving. 
he's got the um, the throttle, right? Like the boat throttle. Yep. Just, and uh, so they make a thing of it, right? And uh, and then I thought it was just in a reboot, but then looking at you know, looking back at some clips from the motion picture, he has this. He's got the same throttle in the motion picture. Yeah. Um, so where is it now? Because that is a fun control. I know. It's to me that makes the most sense. It's almost like I'm going to warp speed. So. Whoop. Yeah. Do you think it like you know like you know you've probably seen a boat throttle right? They do the same thing. They yeah. kind of yeah. from front to back and so um, you know do you think it do you think it goes up like when they use the thrusters or um oh boy uh impulse engines like that throttle only goes up to a certain point and then stops oh, that's know. max and then he has to kind of push it over a little further to get him into warp. So do you yeah? It. So do you set like the speed you want and then push the throttle? I think I like to think it's pushing the throttle, and he's just got to. Oh, I, I can only go to warp five, so I can't push this handle all the way down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, he's got to hold himself back. You know, halfway up. Um, so, speaking of warp speed, we sort of glossed over. So, the transition between Khan at the end, and then we're on the bridge of the Enterprise, is actually seeing the Enterprise go by. Yeah. Now it looks like it's going pretty fast because it's kind of whoosh across the screen. Wait, how, how's it going? Whoosh, <laughs> whoosh. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. But there's no warp trail. There's no circular, the motion picture warp tunnel or anything. Mm-hmm. Like well, that was a wormhole, though. You can't say that. That was a wormhole. That's true. That was a wormhole. There's no. There's no uh, Kelvin timeline uh, flying in a fog bank or whatever that that effect is when they're in warp. Yep. So. Um, are we to assume that they are still in warp? And I am being that guy because I like the warp. I like the warp. I like the warp. I like the warp. Well, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm scrolling back and forth, and there you definitely get you get some all the lights on the ship yep. are, are they're a little bit elongated. Okay, so they're right. moving. They're moving along. So you only get the that sort of. When uh, they go into the initial warp, yeah. And so here's my theory of that, because when we saw them go to warp, we were a, we were a fixed camera sitting behind right. them, and they warped away. And now <laughs> we're a fixed camera, and they're coming towards us. No, we are a camera in motion. Oh, also going almost as fast as them, and they're passing us. So we are a near warp camera. I, I don't know. <laughs> That is a good. So I, that is a good theory, and the way you described it, I would have to buy that. All right, because uh, because I think I think if the if it weren't for the 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 the, the streaks of light, yeah, I'd say no, they're not in warp. But because I can see them, that means I think they're still in warp, and the camera is just going a little bit slower. Right. So so the ship passes by. Damn, it's a good looking ship. The Enterprise is an awesome ship. It is. You know I. I, and I do I sometimes, like, and I like this version of it too. And I know oh, we've been, I love this version. I know we've been talking about polls and you know what version of the ship do you like? And I do like the the classic, but this is this is a good looking ship. It is, it is. And you know, uh, I, I'm you know the the original series near and dear to my heart. And we've talked about loving the models. We all love the models, yeah. and 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 I I assume you've you've probably seen the 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 versions of the original series now that are like on Netflix, they, they upgraded all the special effects. Yep. Oh yeah. And 
and I don't know for, for a fact or not if they if that's a new model, but I think they went all CGI with the Enterprise. Yeah, so it's, a little disappointing. And it's it's a little disappointing. I mean, they tried to do they did their best to you know at least it looks like you know it's got the you know the saucer dish and all it's you know it's supposed to, it's got the the, the the whirly gigs on the nacelles, but it's just you can tell you can tell it's not yeah. real. Um, but no, it, where I was going to go, just you know, we. We love the Enterprise. We're, you know, we're, we're huge fans of Star Trek, and and uh, and I try to be when I think about it, I try to be objective and say, okay, if I if I wasn't a Star Trek fan, I was looking at Enterprise. Would I say that isn't one awkward looking ship, you know, with the saucer dish and these arms sticking out of it? And and I I tried to make myself say it's an it's an awkward or ugly looking ship, and I can't do it. And I don't know if it's because that's just a cool looking craft or it's because my nostalgia won't let me go there at all right because i do i love the enterprise i love the enterprise yeah i'm gonna say it i love it it's awesome just like i love the millennium falcon in star wars but for a whole different reason that's this hunk of junk in the galaxy yeah well i wouldn't say the enterprise is a hunk of junk oh no i'm talking of the falcon oh yes wait is that did i even quote oh yeah that's that lando said that I thought I was like, am I making up Star Wars quotes? <laughs> no. Um, anyway, clearly we've digressed with this minute. Yes. <laughs> Did you have anything else? To, I think we, we got to the end, right? We got to the end of the minute with Spock saying there are two possibilities. But did you have anything else you want to talk about? Nope, not this minute. I think I'm good. You think you're good? Okay. I think I'm good. All right. Well, then I'm good. So I'm going to call out to our listeners and uh, remind them that they can find us online and uh, – want to continue the discussion about this minute um, you can find us on twitter and instagram and uh, definitely uh, join up uh, with the rathacon minute listener federation on facebook uh, drop us an email it's podcast at rathaconminute.com i don't know if i'm spelling it wrong no podcast at rathaconminute.com um, and uh, we will be back here again on f- uh, f- uh, monday um, back in on monday with minute 43 of star trek 2 here at the rathacon minute Around Perdition's flame.